What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Trophy Talk Podcast. It's episode number 48. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. Hello. So, how's it going today? Good. I'm excited by the list of things we have to talk about today, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of things to talk about. Uh, plenty of um, weird news bits, and we uh, have poll results from two Ooh. weeks ago. But we sort of don't have poll results from this past week because that went up late and that was just posted yesterday as of recording. So we're not really going to go over that too much. It's fresh. Yes. We need more data. So make sure you go and listen to that episode, episode number 47. And uh, the poll was uh, which uh, Sony published or – owned game that's been long dormant would you like to see revived so you should go and check out that poll and add your feedback on that i like this uh, poll more though yeah well this this poll ended up going pretty well so we, we'll get to that later um first before the news we are going to recap the alphabet challenge so uh today is august 1st which means that uh not Less than uh, 24 hours ago, the Alphabet Challenge has concluded. It should be over for everybody at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had a grand total of 372 people participated, and 176 people actually managed to complete it. Nice. Yeah, that's that's not bad, considering the uh, obvious choke points at various letters and, you know, the obvious time commitment that it takes. Uh, We had... Obviously, 176 people completed, but we did have rankings. So if you finished first, you went first, finished second, whatever. So we kept track of that kind of stuff, and we have our top 10. I promise that we are not biased. We did not influence this chart in any way. We did not cheat. I promise. Um, So numbers 1 through 10 are we've got uh, PMD Strand Beast. Number 2 is Munch Magic 1986, formerly of the... True Trophies podcast and the uh, early podcast episodes, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he was on several of our our episodes early on, uh, and then we had High Ed, uh, Notch Didliacho, <laughs> Iced X Phoenix, A Solo McLeod. That sounds familiar. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Who's that guy? And Probably I, some huge fan of Sonic or something. His name is cool as <laughs> is he the another podcaster, I think. Yeah, right. Done a few. Uh, Dragonus, Dragonus Hera, Barthost, Barthorst, or Bart Horst, or uh, I'm not really don't, sure. don't make it worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those is uh, right. Dave M. 300490. That's and another podcaster, isn't it? Maybe you you may have heard of um, our our old friend. Uh, he, he, you know. <laughs> okay, Sorry, that, was, that might be three hundred thousand four hundred ninety. I, I don't know. It's a really big number. Um, we'll we'll have to get him back on soon so he can tell us the the secrets of of trophies and his mysterious ways. Though Ace did best him, so. There's that. Uh, and then and then coming in at number 10 was Jerziah? Uh, Jerziah? Jerziah. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so uh, bested Dave, but didn't best Munch, unfortunately. Never mind. No. <laughs> Gotta try harder. Uh, I didn't it. it was close. 
it was close. I think I was on like Y or something, and then I was, I was rushing to try and get it. Or was it X? I'm, uh, it might have been X because I had to go through. I had to go through the whole of the swapper to get X. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I I, I could have. It looked possible I might have been second, but uh, no, couldn't uh, couldn't get through that in time. Yeah. I think because I was enjoying it so much, I didn't sort of mm-hmm. didn't want to rush it. Didn't want to rush it, but I was trying to go through it at a pace. Well, I mean, that's the thing is it was a puzzle game, and you probably yeah. could have you know looked up solutions and sped through it. But yeah, probably that would have defeated, <laughs> defeated the purpose, especially for that game. It's got good puzzles, so it has. It's it's, just, it's the exact sort of puzzles that if you mess it up, you can just start again. Well, I think there was maybe one that drove me bonkers, but most of the time yeah. you can just kind of reset very quickly and then just have another go at it. So you keep thinking, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. <laughs> yep, and then yep. you don't realise that... Where did, it, where did I go wrong? Yeah. yeah it's like my yeah, 50th go at it. <laughs> you don't realise yeah. that, that... Yeah, so that's good, that's good. A puzzle game where you take a load of goes at it and it doesn't feel like you're taking loads of goes at it. Yeah, so yeah. That's about the best praise that you can give for a puzzle game. I, I would agree. So <laughs> congratulations to those folks for doing such a wonderful job i didn't come in until number 36 so and congratulations oh. to the swapper for getting get another shout out oh so, yeah oh yeah oh yeah in the top i'm, I'm sure really sponsored that, by the swapper at this point i'm i'm sure that ratio just like dropped like a fly it must be <laughs> awful right now <laughs> all right so with that out of the way it is time for the news so uh ubisoft has announced its plans for for honor uh, in the near future, we've got a bunch of things going on. They are releasing two new seasons coming August and November. New heroes, maps, additional uh, gear variants. Uh, you've got a uh, dedicated servers are going to be coming. There's going to be a training mode, ranked 4v4, uh, dual tournaments, and 4v4 PvP. And then um, people that uh, have the season pass will be able to get early access to heroes. So... It seems like this game is not dying. Uh, there was a brouhaha recently about how small the uh, population has gotten for that game. Mm. For anyone uh, who's, I suppose, taken the same course as The Division in that it started with incredible like record sales mm. and then it fell out of grace very severely and it was very cool to hate it. And yeah. now it's getting somewhat of... Uh, renaissance um because of certain changes behind the scenes that they're making which are pleasing to the ears yep so it is uh they are attempting to give it a comeback so Mm. i don't know if you if you've got it you might want to keep track it sounds like there's a bunch of good stuff especially those dedicated servers dedicated servers seems like one of those golden promises they used to make back in sort of 2009 yeah it kind of was why are we now like really impressed by i don't know it's a bit dumb i thought i thought with ps plus and playstation 4 and you paying for online anyway Mm. i thought the whole point now was that like live that sony hosted dedicated online servers for things now no did i get that wrong so that's that's not actually true they're hosting the infrastructure um but there there have been instances like i think it was battlefield 3 or something they got 
dedicated servers or something and it had nothing – it was – you know, you could pay an amount or whatever to host your own dedicated server and set up power you wanted. And I feel like that was on consoles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fee that you are paying for your PlayStation Plus subscription is not necessarily paying for dedicated servers. I'm sure that's on a case-by-case basis. Uh I really don't understand how that necessarily works. I think I, Sony I, has the option, uh, Sony and Microsoft both have the option to provide dedicated servers to the game makers, but that comes mm-hmm. obviously at a fee. So a lot of game makers right. will choose to go with the um, like the peer-to-peer option mm-hmm. instead. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so I, I feel like at least part of it is a perceived value thing. I, I think some people think that they're experience is better than it actually is because they're paying money for it. So uh, anyways, speaking of big games that with weird information, <laughs> um, big multiplayer so, games. Yeah. Big multiplayer games. That That's a nice save overwatch <laughs> overwatch league. So the overwatch league reveals the like minimum player salaries and other benefits that, they're going to have. So this is the uh, big city-based league that they're setting up in the states, and it's going to be—it's going to be like more traditional sports, where you know there'll be a Boston team, an LA team, etc. Um, and so they, they've revealed the information for that. You've got uh, the minimum salary is going to be fifty thousand per year per player. That's the minimum. The- Can someone tell the UK government that that should be the minimum salary? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah well i mean i'm actually kind of surprised i i expected probably more than that uh because that's uh about what i make <laughs> um so but i'm sure that's again that's a minimum so they could definitely make much more than that and i'm sure over time that will increase how much people make will will shoot through the roof uh at least a one-year contract. They have to give at least one-year contract. Uh, the players have to get health insurance, a retirement savings plan, housing and practice facilities during the season, and any bonuses that come from winnings, at least 50% of it has to go directly to the players. I'm going to try and not say something negative, but at the same time, I'm wondering to myself, do you think there will come a time when people in the office will be talking about like how good or bad a decision it was to spend five million pounds on this transfer player from one t- like one imaginary digital team to another imaginary digital team. Well, so eventually, I, yeah, I, I <laughs> think day. so. Games. Can I mean, do. so the whole point of making it city based so was kind of the idea that people are not attached to sort of roaming teams. Hmm. Whereas if you have a team based in a city, people get all patriotic about their city, and that's why they get big into whatever sport. So really, this is all... they just end up supporting whichever city is winning the most or has the most successful record. Or... Or, yeah, or, or their home or team. they had an whatever. uncle that lived there once. Yeah, but it, uni. It, it, realistically, it all comes down to marketing. That's, that's essentially what this is all about. Uh, and... I'm sure that it's going to work because that's essentially how it goes. It's it's about getting people invested. There's when people are 
you know, whatever their home team is, when their home team wins, they get a surge of endorphins and testosterone. So it's, you know, people get invested because they feel good when they're, they feel attached to a thing that is doing well. Uh, so as silly as it is, I'm, I'm sure it'll absolutely work. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least to hear, you know, talk of this trade and that trade and however much money it ends up being. I'm, I'm sure people will be talking about it. It'll still take time for it to be, you know, people sitting in a bar talking about it like that. But people will talk about it. Hmm. I mean, there there is to some degree already that with the more famous uh, esports teams. So, EA EA has merged its Bioware Montreal, but uh, it has merged Bioware Montreal with Motive Studios. Mm. This uh, is so productive. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so what do we know about these two studios? Uh, so Bioware Montreal was the team that worked on uh, Andromeda. Bio- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Motive has been working on Battlefront 2. Mm. So, Hang on, which uh, Battlefront is this? Is this, yeah, is this Star Wars Battlefront? Is it... <laughs> not, not Battlefield, Battlefront. Yeah, but it Star helps Wars. if you put Star Wars in front of it as well. I guess that's true. <laughs> I actually, it's funny when I was when I was making up the sheet, I wrote BF two, and I was like, wait, 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 no, no, gotta no, gotta fix that. Not That's gonna not work. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> so they are working on uh, Star Wars Battlefront two. So this is not entirely su- surprising. Uh, I they did trim down Bioware Montreal with the reception of Andromeda, anyways, mm-hmm. and they you know distributed those people to other studios or, or support for other studios and so now this seems to be sort of just the the last of it whatever was left over they're being merged with uh motive studios so i don't know who is going to be working on andromeda anything i'm sure that they're you know if they can figure out how to get more money out of people with dlc or whatever i'm sure they'll do that but i don't know that that's actually necessarily working for them since andromeda was kind of a flop <laughs> so that'd be quite interesting what some andromeda or, or mass effect dlc for battlefront you know you could be yeah. shepherd or some of the characters <laughs> popping That's in good. to take down an at <laughs> pre- pre-order now for your right. n7 armor in battlefront 2 at <laughs> yeah. at i never know how As, uh, some people say at at but at-at. i say I say ATAT because clearly you don't say atst for the ATST. So just for the sake of consistency, it's clearly ATAT. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Star Trek fans love your comments <laughs> on the yeah. podcast down below. <laughs> that might be one of the most inflammatory things I've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> the poll this week is it at at or ATAT? <laughs> <laughs> If I don't come up with anything else, that may very well be what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So best of luck to them, and we'll see how that goes. But I guess I can't really part. Uh, so well, they, were, they, that, they were located uh, in the same building anyway, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah. They're both uh, Montreal teams. So I, I'm not... I wasn't sure if they were actually in the you know same area or what, but I assumed that they were relatively close, if not you know right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Do we think it's uh, sort of further evidence of perhaps maybe Mass Effect going into a bit of a hibernation for a bit? 
Yeah. I, I'm, Give I'm pretty sure a chance they, to miss it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that they said that that's exactly, you know, they that Mass Effect was going to be on a hiatus for a little while. So, yeah, that's that's essentially what's happening. It's going to be on hiatus for a little while, and I'm, I'm sure eventually it'll come back at the very least. I mean, so the, the worst thing about this is that BioWare Montreal has essentially disappeared. As far as I'm aware, Bio, BioWare Montreal is gone. And it's just Motive Studios now. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine that it's going to be Motive Studios going forward. And so, you know, those that whatever creative stuff, if anything, was going on on that end is now rolled into Motive Studios and they're just doing whatever Motive Studios does. Yeah, which is Battlefront 2. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Battlefront 2 and who knows what else they're, they're working they on. They're cause... working on multiple major projects. Yeah, but nothing I, confirmed. Yeah, no, nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. Uh, so we don't know exactly what they're up to, but other than BF two or DLC for it, I guess. Well, but that's—I yeah. mean—that's what's going to happen, right? You're going to have Motive Studios release Battlefront two and then start working on Battlefront two DLC while a portion of the team starts working on Battlefront three. I would assume, but right. I don't—I don't know what. Um, uh, how's the feeling so far on Battlefront 2? Not being... not. I mean, I, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, but it didn't draw me in, to be honest. And I, nothing's really drawing me in with the second one. What sounds like a bit of a, a quick cash campaign. Is this actually or not? Does this one have a campaign? Or was that Titanfall 2 I'm thinking of? Well, the, Titanfall 2 also had a campaign. Uh, got sort of in there at the end, sort of. Yeah, it's got a campaign. <laughs> Actually, the campaign was was pretty good for Titanfall oh, was it? Two. Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Battlefield Two. Then I've heard, yeah, it's got a campaign, but it, yeah. <laughs> We've not really heard anything about the Battlefront Two campaign, which is the sort of oh, the strange okay. part. It's like we've got a, a vague premise, which is that it takes place between uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens, and follows a. a the inferno squad and whatever they were up to for the most part but it's supposed to jump around a little bit i think okay. so we, we may have some heroes factoring in there but that's okay. that's really all we know is that know. inferno squad which is a specialist squad that you know they're, they're pilots and like elite soldier elite soldiers but that's like they have not detailed where we'll be going how long it'll be any of that kind of stuff as far as i'm aware uh, um, when's it due? Huh? When's it due? Was it me? When's it due? Oh, when's it due? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. It uh, is coming um, November. I, I've got it on my phone. Uh, it is meant to be November seventeenth. Uh, that's a bit worrying. Then I, um, <laughs> I also think that Motive Studios is working on an untitled Star Wars game, uh, which is co-developed by Visceral. One of EA's other studios. Yeah, so okay. you've got Visceral in Dead Space. What is Ooh, Visceral? Should we, should we have a guess? I'm going to pick Star Wars Karting. It's just like you yeah, pick right. Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader and you pick your go kart or no, you they, a little bike. They made and... um, a <laughs> like, survival horror shooter. Why would they go into karting? Right. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, it appeals uh, to the masses. Uh, who, who doesn't want to drive around as Darth Vader hurling um, banana skins and sh- green shells at <laughs> Luke Skywalker or Obi Wan? I would, I would play that. 
There you go. <laughs> uh, so I hope it would be some kind of third-person action game, like the cancelled game. And then um, Respawn is also working on a Star Wars game that we don't know anything about. Okay. Actually, do you know what? No, I'll call it. I know what it is. Considering the whole um, Disney owning everything, it will probably be like Star Wars versus Capcom versus Marvel versus DC Ultimate Superheroes in space. So <laughs> what, what you're saying is Star, Star Wars stu- superstars, uh, masters of Tarascasai, whatever. Yeah. Re- reboot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, <laughs> okay. I can get behind that too. I can get behind that too. Let's move on from Star Wars because we were supposed I... to be talking about Montreal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so that's uh, that's what's happening with that. Uh, in a slightly more positive thing, uh, details have been revealed for Final Fantasy XV's Comrades mode, mm. which allows for multiplayer. Uh, you get to huh? Yay! Yeah, right. So you get to create a custom char- well, custom characters because you can have more than one, uh, and you can participate in four-player questing. So that's pretty cool. There's going to be okay. new moves, a variety of weapons. Uh, there's eventually, I guess, when it finally launches, you'll have the main four characters of Final Fantasy 15 will be unlocked, but they weren't I really clear about that. they were going to be added after, after launch of the DLC. So right, yeah. is this like the campaign? Can you go through the campaign with multiple people, co-op, or is this they an were... add-on? No, so it... It's new quests and things. It is an add-on. We do not know if it's going to take place in essentially the same location or, you know, if it's going to be slightly different time period or whatever. Uh, I mean, more than likely, it's going to be a group of hunters because the the hunters sort of played a, a, you know, semi-sizable role, I guess, in the lore of the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was hunters who go out and, you know, kill big game and whatnot. So are they totally custom characters, your own name, own history and everything? I I don't know how deep it's going to go. They did say that, you know, I mean, you're going to get to customize your own character and buy, you know, your own clothes and stuff and, and actually create a custom look for your character and stuff like that. But mm. they have not gotten too deep into it. Uh, we're going to find out, I imagine, relatively soon because they've got a beta test that's starting on the 3rd. So from uh, August 3rd to August 8th, there is going to be a beta running for those that have the season pass for Final Fantasy fifteen and PS Plus. Mm. So, so by the time this is out, hopefully uh, that's still running. If you listen to it, yeah. release, you might be able oh, to jump okay. in. Yeah, and Ooh. then... That way we will have more information, and um, I, I find it hard to believe that I would not jump in on that because I'm really curious about how this will work. So I'll make a point Both to Both of you have in. the game, so we could play. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. I wonder if there'll be yeah. any trophies or stuff for it. or For the like, DLC, probably, or, not for the yeah. D- beta. Yeah, yeah, I imagine not for the beta, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you'd be able to, like, get any, I don't know, like... Extras. Weapons or, yeah, extras, yeah, that you can then maybe use in the main game or something. That'd be nice. Or yeah, maybe you that'd could be trade. Cool. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, you guys have like almost finished it or finished it. You could trade me your super duper sword or something and then <laughs> yeah, right. help me catch up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you don't really need it for that campaign. But so far, I don't think any of the DLCs have given anything 
tangible for the main game. You got cost, uh, costumes, maybe I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, there there were uh, there was a costume at the very least. There was a new costume for um, Gladio that mm-hmm. increased his strength. It was like the shirtless something or other, if I remember. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of small things like that, and I think maybe you know an improvement to one of his moves. So there has been a little bit, but I haven't I haven't played Prompto yet, so I don't mm. know. I need to get back into that and play Prompto Same. and see what that gives us. Cool. Yep. Speaking of Square, Dragon Quest Eleven is going to be coming west. Uh, it's releasing, so it actually just released this past weekend on PS4 and 3DS in Japan. Fresh. And it'll be, yep, and it'll be coming west in 2018 in five languages, including English. We do not know the platform, so I guess theoretically it might not come to PS4, but that would be really weird. <laughs> theoretically, I think it's more likely that it'll come to PS4 and 3DS and potentially uh, Xbox and Switch. Yeah. I don't know if Rather, they'll bother releasing on 3DS in the West. They might. That's true. I mean, if, if they decide to do a... I mean, it's already such a huge player base. I, I'd find that hard to swallowed that they ditch it it is but also the um handheld market isn't anywhere near as big in the west as it is in the east so that's true that's true so as, we will as see. a return for how much they would spend to make to do it i suppose it would only be the localization rather than development but yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll see uh, i mean that's especially true because i think the 3ds version is is different mm. than the ps4 version but it'll be it'll be nice to have a Dragon Quest like mainline game for the first time in on a console for the first time since Dragon Quest Eight, I think. Oh, which was on PS Two. So uh, the Dragon Quest Nine was a handheld only, and Dragon Quest Ten was an MMO, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, on second thought, they probably would stick with 3DS just because all the fans that they have would be already there. So that's true. Yep. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, the closed beta signups have been delayed. They want to include more people, so it's been pushed from July twenty sixth to August twenty second. So it'll be a little bit before you'll be able to sign up. But I uh, just wanted to make sure to include that because we mentioned it, I believe, last episode. Yeah. So good to keep people updated. Yep. Uh, EA has announced several server shutdowns coming in October. Obviously, this is in addition to the FIFA 14 uh, closures that we were talking about, I don't know, last episode or the episode before, I think. So the list of games include, uh, sorry, these are going to be closing on October 24th. So the, the games are Burnout Crash, FIFA 12, FIFA Football on Vita, FIFA 13, FIFA 13 on Vita, Grand Slam Tennis 2, Madden NFL 12 and 13 and 13 on Vita, uh, NCAA Football 12 and 13, NHL 12 and 13, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 12, the Masters, and Tiger Woods PGA Tour 13. So those are all going to be closing down, unfortunately, uh, on October 24th. Good night, 2013. Yeah, that's essentially and a little bit of 2014, I guess. But yep. So uh, it sounds like they're just doing a little bit of housekeeping and trying to clean out some servers, probably, so they can use it for something else. I think I heard you swallow your words on that one. <laughs> uh, maybe. Like, I mean, like, you sounded like you literally swallowed it. Like, the moment that you realized 
you sounded like you literally swallowed it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so the last. Yeah, no. Uh, last thing to talk about is something that's not exactly gaming, but just kind of an interesting tidbit because it may very well affect what you do on your PlayStation. Funimation has been acquired by Sony, at least in part. Uh, Funimation has sold a majority stake to Sony. So obviously Funimation famous for bringing dubs, at least to the Americas. I don't know about you guys. No, it does. What they do does affect the whole world, especially in the internet. Yes. Um, But it's to say that it's acquired in part, if it's a majority, then it's controlling interest anyway. So, doesn't really matter. Um, right. But the well, I come from more of a like a anime and uh, subbing background in a way, and um, I think that's huge news. I don't know that it will affect us as gamers too much. Um, yeah. Kind of hoping that it won't, but it'd be nice if Sony, conversely, does affect Funimation and make it better. That was kind of what I was thinking too. Uh, some kind of stronger integration and certainly i mean sony is a much much larger company than funimation so mm. it should be able to help it be a stronger service mm-hmm. which should be nice yeah well i don't know that sony has the best of the best reputations when it comes to online service but that's fair um, that's fair <laughs> in terms of the service quality i think they're pretty good i, I would say actually from a gaming point of view, one thing that it might affect, um, or one can hope, um, for Funimation licensed shows and the games that right. are related to them. I mean, I suppose that probably a lot of them are made by Japanese developers, but you could hope that something like an Attack on Titan game could be better. I've heard that they're getting better now, but mm-hmm. it could be really good if it was well, quite right. I mean, if, if nothing else, Funimation has contacts that sony may not mm. so it, it well, could benefit way, actually that sony as a game dev has a lot more uh clout in the industry than funimation sorry and, and i was that. i was going in the other direction mm. sony and funimation having funimation having better contacts to the actual anime creators i see oh so, they <laughs> so we were we were on the same wavelength, just yeah. going in different directions. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how partnership works, I suppose. So, yeah, that, they could yep. definitely benefit each other mutually. Um, yep. I would like to see... Um, so, I'm thinking, you know, the recent situation with Spider-Man and Insomniac mm-hmm. and how finally Spider-Man games are being lifted up from that middle squalor yeah. into potentially a really good game. That yep. kind of thing with uh, Attack on Titan would be perfect. Agreed. I think they were better on the days of PlayStation 2 or 3, weren't they? 2? To be honest, I I don't really know. A lot of people think fondly of those games, but... They were good, but they weren't weren't polished by any means. Yeah. So. All right. So that's it for the news. Uh, For the topic of the week... I had sort of a strange thought because I was playing uh, Mr. Shifty a couple of weeks ago and I was really enjoying it and the later parts got a little bit uh, buggy. So, But I was sort of enjoying myself and it it made me think, uh, are we too forgiving of glitchy games or maybe not forgiving enough? Uh, Just the kind of the concept that like, like I enjoyed the first two and a half hours of this game. So would it be bad? 
if I was just like I, I wish that they held off and made this a, a perfect game and then maybe that has the consequence of the game never ends up coming out or something or, mm-hmm. you know, like balancing, especially for small studios, the income that they would get from releasing it a little bit unfinished versus waiting and spending the extra money to get it extra polished. Mm. I feel like this could uh, this could go in a lot of ways. Uh, and yes. we could probably talk about this forever. So let's um, ask me a question, I guess. <laughs> I, I I would say um, it's it's unfortunate. It does occur. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole purpose of video games is to lose yourself in an experience, and it, quite a lot of them there is the suspension of belief some greater than others and much like you know watching a film if something happens to jar you out of that it is annoying well it's very annoying yes. very frustrating it's irritating so the goal should always be to try and release uh you know that that quality product and um there have been companies that were were very very dedicated at that um, back in the day. You know, you had the Nintendo yeah. Seal of Quality. Those guys mm-hmm. literally took years and years and years um, polishing a game to perfection because there there wasn't the patch it through uh, online service um, options right. that we have today. You know, and likewise, they've got to try and make sure if films are. I mean, it doesn't always happen, but they've got to try and keep them consistent, keep the pacing, keep the the timing and if there's a rough edit in the middle they can't oh it's all right well we'll patch that at the, at the cinemas you know right <laughs> but yeah. maybe one day when we have online cinemas please have online cinemas um but uh, <laughs> not <laughs> not yet unfortunately. That, that'll be the director's cut <laughs> you, you have to look <laughs> for an entirely different uh release of yeah the, the yeah movie. um can, can you imagine if every game had a director's cut oh, right. yeah. <laughs> well isn't um, that what the game of the year edition is uh, no, I thought that was like the game and all its DLC to celebrate the fact it's sold really, really well. And if you haven't bought it yet, what's wrong with you? Buy it because it's game of the year. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's that's absolutely <laughs> like, that's oh, absolutely what it is. But that, I, I was just joking. this is popular. I missed that one. Oh, but it's game of the year. Which game are you talking about? Any game of the uh, year game. <laughs> oh, not all are good. Yeah, and they're different genres, so kind of. Yep. Well, yeah, but the ones that actually end up having that on a box cover and, and released, you know, yeah, yeah it's usually so I, um, for role play games. I tuned out because I was trying to find the. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> well, I, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. I was just trying to find um, what the term is for uh, what you were describing to begin with um, when a glitch takes you out of the experience. Uh-huh. Um, I know there's a term for it there's like a whole area of discussion for that um, but it breaks but the suspension of disbelief and no, the experience it's something, and... something other than that it's it's like it's more of a film term i suppose um break yeah. the fourth wall no no no, no. 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 Okay. Again. <laughs> like, anyways you never think right that when uh, when a game does that it can ruin the experience a bit and I can absolutely relate to what you're saying on that regard. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that um, for some games, for example, like Skyrim uh, or Fallout, um, 
you always are prepared to forgive those bugs, even if they would do that in any other game. If they would have the effect of ruining the experience in another game, you're prepared to forgive them in certain games. I, I feel like... So I feel like with those particular like Bethesda Studio games, you it's kind of hard to separate me from maybe other people mm. where I like I kind of go into those games and I already have this idea that it's probably going to be a bit janky and weird things are going to happen and that's not going to bother me too much. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of hard for me to say. It generally doesn't bother me too much as long as it's not like actually game breaking. Whereas I am certainly less forgiving in other instances. Um, and I, I do think at least part of that is that I don't know that Skyrim necessarily or f- delivers that kind of experience. You know, it's like for something like Mr. Shifty, it's a very fast paced game. When the game starts to stutter and slow down, that is breaking the fundamental part of that game. Whereas, you know, when a troll comes over and smacks you over the head and you go flying into the air in Skyrim, you know, you died and it's kind of something that happens after that. Or, you know, it, it is certainly much different when it's like a vital NPC walks through the floor and you can't interact with them. Then you start pulling your hair out. Um, I, I think that... That's bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I think by the way that... Uh, Skyrim and Fallout tend to be made that a lot of the bugs that happen are kind of more goofy and less damaging in a lot of instances, mm. though though there are obviously like the rotating head bugs and crap like that. So, um, yeah, I suppose which which kind of glitches are you talking about? The ones where graphically things go wrong or freak you out like um, Assassin's Creed uh, Unity mm. uh, or um, was it Witcher? As well, those ones were just utterly freaky. Yeah, which yeah, is the actually, oh, I got double money here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or I can copy a rotten egg <laughs> so many times, or you know, um, things like that. I suppose those ones mm. don't ruin the game. No, they're, if yeah, they're not. They're, unless yeah. you consider it ruined it for you because someone else did it, but you didn't. But I would just say, well, maybe you had more time on your hands than that person did. Yeah, I mean, unless it's like a, a persistent game world or something, that's in something entirely different. That's closer to actually cheating in a competitive something, you know, mm. and, and that is much different. Mm. Yeah, but, they're not really something that require forgiveness in any way. Yeah, and and those in a lot of instances are also very different in that a lot of the things that you listed are things that the player can choose to do, whereas as opposed to other things that happen despite the player or, you know, completely outside the player's control. Sometimes you know to avoid this thing, but sometimes it's just like, well, why the hell did the guy walk through the floor? I have no idea. Or the, Mm. I mean, obviously you've got the the now infamous uh, Skyrim saving issue on PS3 where you were leaving doors open and all that crap was getting saved in the background and then your game basically stopped working because what the hell? <laughs> like, how could you ever vet To explain that, it's because the game was saving all of these tiny little... Everything. Alterations to the universe yeah. without resetting any of them. And that just made the game have to remember too much at once, essentially. and then It could it not access things. So saving bugs, I think, are absolutely unforgivable. Uh, At least in the PlayStation days, PlayStation 3 days, you could have, you know, a USB copy um, 
to back up and things like that. Now you have to pay for PS Plus to have mm. a copy. Well, I don't know that you can say it's any worse because your games are automatically backed up to the cloud and you can... Only if you pay for PS Plus. That's true, but you you are still able to save them to, like, yeah. external... Yeah, exactly. Devices. So you have more options and the new option is automatic and better. Yeah. So in every way, you're better off. PS4, you can you can copy saves to USB stick. Yeah, of course. As far as I'm aware. You sure? Oh, I have to try that. I didn't think you could. I didn't think <laughs> they added that back in. Mind you, I, I, it was I, only recently they added external USB storage for games, wasn't it? No, that's well, to have your game on the external storage. That's right. different to copying things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, okay. I, uh, I didn't think you could. I mm-hmm. thought it was PS Online or Nelt. Yeah, it gives you lots mm-hmm. of options when you're managing your saves, which is nice. So you can you can upload and overwrite, or you can download and overwrite, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, well, I mean, how many it, games it, have you come across on PS4 that they used to do that old annoying thing on PS3 where it's like, mm, no, you can't copy this, yeah. but you can upload to the cloud once every week. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit daft. But I don't think they did. Yeah, anymore. I don't remember that. But anyways, so. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I think save glitches are, are a significant problem. And, They're a sin. You know, I, we, should, we should have the, yeah, ga- yeah, the seven right. deadly gaming sins. Yeah, eating, <laughs> eating save the save. Yeah. Uh, but it, so, uh, de-ranking think, back down to one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, do, I do think that, like, obviously some bugs and glitches are, are worse than others. Uh, I was particularly interested in, in the idea that so obviously a smooth gaming experience is what you want to have and it's the ideal that you strive for. But it's kind of a, a balancing act, I guess, is what I was thinking was Oh yeah. Uh, I mean they're under pressure to get games out on release date. They've they've either silly promised a date that it is very difficult to try and make it to, or you know, the publishers uh, or the investors, right? Well, we, we we need return back on this now. You've you've been developing it for eight months, or like you say, you were. Yeah. You know, Christmas is coming. You're going to miss your window. Plus, I'm sure they've got to organise, you know, windows of manufacturing the discs, shipping them out, booking time and marketing in with uh, the retailers. So you know, it's yeah. um, it is very difficult. They've they've got to meet that, and that is probably why so many times they're still fixing the code while it's gone gold and they've sent the discs out and they're printing all them and doing all that and it's it's up on the stores and pre-downloading to people's consoles and they're like we've got to fix these last really really major bugs and then before you know here's a day one patch the only thing that's slightly irritating is when it is like 24 gigs in size and it's like damn it that's that's the size of the game and smaller studios do have constraints too it's not just you know publishers pushing people to put games out like in the case of mr shifty that's a small indie game you don't know what their finances are they may have needed the the cash infusion at that point to continue developing and and a lot of games are in say early access or kickstarted or whatever and you get you know a no you kind of know in advance that like the first version you get is probably going to be a little bit shaky anyways Mm. and people still invest money into those because they want to play them even with the bugs that are in them and so you know would you rather you know not get a game Mm. or get or get the game with bugs but i'm not sure any of that is really quite um quite where we are because the thing is that 
our major issue is with the games that remain broken. So regardless of whether oh, yeah. it's patched within the first day, Very week, week or year, like some yeah. games just don't get fixed, and that's also really true. the problem. Absolutely. So, like with Mr. Shifty, it's been like what a month, and I assume you still haven't seen the patch that you're hoping to see. I honestly, I can't tell you. I think it's been uh, maybe three weeks mm-hmm. or so. Uh, so if they had had a day one patch, like it would have made zero difference to your life in regards to the problems you faced. Yeah. Well, so I don't know, and this is maybe just ignorance on my part. I don't know what the timetable looks like for a digital game. I mean, I know they have to submit it. It goes through certification and all that kind of stuff. But if they're not, as far as I'm aware, they didn't do a retail version. So I don't know that it's like, you know, they, it goes gold, you know, four to six weeks in advance. You know, how much time did they actually have to work on whatever bugs from when they submitted it to when it actually came out? Yeah. So I don't know that there would have been a day one patch because very rarely, from my experience, do you even get a day one patch for games of that scale, you know, mm. digital only by a small studio. But very I rarely... had um, performance patches within about three days, I think. That's true. Um, and the thing with that situation is that they were slightly hampered by the review. Well, there weren't a lot of reviews um, uh, in that sense that compared the pro version. But the ones that did speak of the pro version often uh, were not particularly impressed by it. And then three days later, they patched it to improve the performance of the pro version. So they're a little bit scarped on that regard. But nonetheless, now it's in a better place going forward for anyone who was playing it. But it is also also one of the not most prolific, but certainly better established indie studios. So... Well, in a way, I mean, but they've only had two games, so they're not exactly a. Like, not, I'm not saying that they have that they're rolling in money. I'm just saying that you know, mm. the people who who made Mister Shifty. Hmm. I yeah, don't even that somewhere. Right? I've, I've I've played the game, and I, I don't even actually know. And that's that's not a knock on them. I just mm. you know, it's not Supergiant. Supergiant is actually an established studio at this point you know what you're saying they're they're a bit of a super giant in the industry yeah a little bit yeah (laughs) maybe an iron giant at this point um Um, with uh mr shifty um if they do manage to fix it within a matter of weeks um surely that should be sins forgiven depends it depends if they sort of inclined i would be sort of inclined you know if they it took them three weeks or whatever to come up with a patch that fixed the problems that I was having, I'd be very inclined to forgive them. Whereas certainly with larger titles, I am sort of less forgiving. You know, if it's not fixed, whatever the the problems are on, you know, the first day or, you know, first week or so, then I'm, I think less forgiving in that instance, but that's maybe a little unfair too. Sometimes there can be kind of different classes of fix. You know, um, I wouldn't always consider it a fix if you've got to start a brand new save. It's oh, yeah. not necessarily a certainly, fix. Certainly. If, uh, yeah, anyone who starts playing this game from now is all right. But you guys who got the game on launch right. and played it, you're stuck. It's never going to work, you know. Um, your stats are ruined on our server and we can't be bothered to reset it. Or we can't reset it or something ridiculous like that. That 
it is annoying, and that does okay. happen. You know, retroactively doesn't doesn't always fix. The, the second deadly sin is any game whereby the game works perfectly fine, except that one of the trophies is glitched, and then you have to go know. back and start the entire game over because the patch doesn't retroactively fix it, and you have to do it again. Or worst case, it's it's a, it's a multiplayer trophy, and it's tied into stats that are on the server that you can't even reset Cat yourself. Control, yeah, yeah, because that's happened a couple of times. No, I too. think yeah. a, a to all that is well, perhaps not to the last one, but to the previous ones, is that the games where, like, think of Tomb Raider, the first um, rebooted Tomb Raider. The mm-hmm. game's been out. It's had patches. It's had like multiplayer updates, and they still haven't fixed fundamental issues like the mm-hmm. fact that you have to replay the entire game if you miss one conversation that kind of thing that's what yeah. things we shouldn't be forgiving of compared to things that took time but did get fixed yes yeah, yeah. and i mean because you you've got like the infamous was it uh, was it back uh arkham origins or whatever batman arkham origins i think had issues and eventually wb was like screw it we're too busy with dlc we're, we're not going to fix it right. it's like Screw you! So, so like, <laughs> yeah. there's like a and two kinds of apples, I suppose. You've got mm-hmm. Arkham Knight, which was buggy when it, it launched, but then got fixed. And mm-hmm. you've got Arkham Origins, which was buggy when it launched and never got fixed fully. Yep. So then, mm-hmm. like, which would you rather have? Easy answer. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So, so there that's, are tears to this. <laughs> yeah, I, that's where developers really need to engage with their community. You know, these 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 are developers that have quotes community managers they need to be real community managers that actually do interact with the, the community do say yep these are the issues we know we're working on them we, you know hopefully we can have a patch around this time for this that and that and the other and actually engage not just literally just pander and go yeah we know about that yeah. and then just every now and then do oh, we're doing a little competition or something or some marketing you know they're, they're just glorified marketing assistants they're not actually yeah. assisting well, the community in any real decent way that's perhaps you know? a little bit unfair but yeah. well it, it depends on the company i've had some really bad, i'm sure there's some good ones out there but there have also been some really bad ones the market uh, from bungie stands out to me as is a pretty solid like community manager yeah so yeah from my point of view um the person who's working at that level often doesn't have the option um mm-hmm. and it's if if the blame lays with anyone it would be much higher up Oh, so, yeah, of course. I mean, I was going to say, publishers publishers should really take more responsibility on this. It's not, you know, it's quite often they're just, oh, we would just publish the game. But, you know, a lot of the times, you know, if a game doesn't do well or it's pretty, or it's kind of like dead on arrival, then you'll you find the, the developer studio just goes under. Sometimes they've gone under before the game is out, you know, or as the game comes out or within a week of the game launching, they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, but you've published this, so you, you've got responsibility for it. C- can you not get another team to patch it or put it together? Or just have a patching team, you know, it doesn't even have to be yeah. that, you know. You should make sure, you've, you, you've published this, you should make sure you get a copy of the source code, the server code, everything required for it. I just leave it with the developer and, oh, they've gone close up and it's all lost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's what annoys me. So then, you know what happens. really grinds my gears? Yeah, really yeah. grinds my gears. Yeah, that was, that was not bad for a grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> I'll say so, one uh, one more thing to uh, sure. uh, my last thing on this is addressing to Ace's point of the 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 higher ups taking the attitude of 
actually caring about the um the face to the people um looping back to one i spoke of earlier the division um mm-hmm. they have a weekly show called state of the game which talks it has usually two hosts and it talks about um where the development is basically so it's telling like they speak to the development teams they're at the development studio and they like tell us where like oh we know about this bug and we're going to fix that it's in the pipeline to be fixed or we know we have plans coming for this new um skill or whatever and like this is what's coming out in the next dlc and they're kind of talking about what's wrong and what's right and what's coming and what's um happened and stuff like that so i think that's mm-hmm. a really good way to approach your problems Certainly. so i think i think you can sum it up and say we like a smooth smooth experience if there's a bug we can be reasonable about it just mm. make sure you fix it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and just as a, uh, I did look it up, the people that made uh, Mr. Shifty, mm-hmm. their development team is called Team Shifty. I see. So. <laughs> that should have been a lot easier for you to remember. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely should have. I mean, I haven't played the game in a couple of weeks and I only played oh, it. Please, in, a couple of weeks. I only played it in like three sittings, so I didn't see the logo a whole lot. But. Uh, huh? <laughs> All right. I'd say. So, uh, well, I was just going to finish on yeah. that. So some things they, they really need to avoid, though, like um, like Assassin's Creed Unity and, and The Witcher, because those things were just quite, when, <laughs> quite fundamental. When you know about, when, it's like, especially for uh, Unity, like those bugs started cropping up much earlier than that, and it was a problem in Unity. And, you know, sure, maybe they when they tested it, they didn't see any of those issues. But I mean, at this point, it's, it's hard, been... hard to believe that would it? Because it's consistently everyone was getting the sort of floating eyeball socket thing, you know. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't know exactly how prevalent it is, so I don't want to make assertions to that effect. But well, yeah, it showed I mean, up quite a lot in the news, wasn't it? So it, yeah, it's, news and yeah, stuff but like you that, can so. easily get three or a dozen pictures from literally millions of people playing. A- absolutely. So, hmm. anyways. Let's move on to something way more positive, as in PS positive. Uh, that was <laughs> I got two claps out of that one. Uh, so your PS Plus games for August first are in order. For PS4, you have Just Cause Three, which Great is uh, yeah, forty-eight trophies. Uh, it's got a platinum. It's got a two point one four ratio. I did review it. I gave it four out of five stars. So I can definitely recommend that game. It was a little was bit, it, uh, a bit lacking for the fifth star. Well, honestly, it, it was it's actually very relevant. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was a little bit buggy. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, a lot buggy in yeah, so it didn't have any major like game breaking bugs, but it did have serious uh, slowdowns at certain points, mm-hmm. and it it did take a little kind of a bit of effort to get it to that point. And by effort, I mean a lot of things going on. So it's not like it was happening all the time. But during the biggest action scenes, it definitely was coming up and it was disruptive. Um, And I feel like there was a little bit more to it than that, but it was over a year ago. So I'm a little bit uh, rusty. I can add to a couple of things to that. Um, For one, a main reason why that was a problem was because the game is about big action sequences. So it was often lots of explosions. With the parachuting through it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you're blowing up whole fields of oil tankers and like 
yeah. Um, but um, they have improved it since with patches. Yes. Um, so I would say it's definitely playable. Now, people who absolutely cannot stand any kind of um, frame loss or slowdown or whatever, um, they might not be able to stand it. But I would say for the vast, vast majority of people, it's definitely playable, not more than playable now. And I recommend the 3DLCs because um, they're fun. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did recommend it even back then because even though that was a little bit frustrating, it is a really fun game to play. Mm. And there's all sorts of stuff you can do and it's so huge. many different. Yeah, it is so vast. And it is kind of in some ways that Skyrim thing, like even if one part is a little bit buggy, there is just so much that you can do at any given time that it's not likely to bother you for long. And it's just, a playground with a really good trophy list. So as a just also, like a game out to have fun, it's just absolutely perfect. Also, so much to blow up. Mm. Yes, so much to blow up. Uh, for PS4, we also have Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, which was the standalone DLC, per se, of uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Okay. Uh, it's got 12 trophies, no platinum, a 1.4 ratio. Uh, very good. I mean, it's based on the same exact foundation as Black Flag, so it's a solid, fun game. It does have a little, a few shortcomings compared to the main game, but it's still a lot of fun. Was that always separate, or did it come as DLC mm-hmm. for, and then they released it separately? It was released uh, as a standalone alongside it as DLC. I think. Yeah. I think it might have been two different SKUs. Uh, okay, a bit like liberation. Kind of, then. Well, I, I think it's not entirely unlike what's happening right now with Lost Legacy, which is I think it was included as a season, part of a season pass, but uh, you could okay. also get it individually. I don't so, think Lost Legacy is coming as part as DLC. I think it's no, but no, it, it is entirely standalone. Uh, but it, if you had the season pass, you know, like from day one or whatever, they included it. It's more like The Last of Us Left Behind in that if you have the main game, you can play the DLC on it. And if you don't want to, you can just buy the DLC separately as standalone. Yep. Are the trophies separately or they use the same trophies? In this case, they're separate. Mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, and, and it is a fun trophy list. It's a relatively short game, but it's fun. Is there, uh, is there is there any multiplayer slapping of each other for yours on end? No, no. What was that? Oh, it's a shame. Brotherhood. That was Brotherhood, wasn't it? Yeah, and Revelations as well, I think. The, six, yeah, Re- the, yeah, the well, slapping continues. Six people stand in a circle and just keep slapping each other for XP. The glory yep, days yep. of boosting. Yep. Ah, the days. <laughs> for, for PS3, we have Super Motherload with nine trophies, no platinum, and a 1.64 ratio. And Snake Ball, which has no trophies. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, it, it looks like I've already forgotten that game that has no trophies. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, it, it looks like it's multiplayer snake, basically, where you run around so- and collect. You, you eat bits, and it adds on to your tail, and then you go and you drop it off, and you get points for all of the stuff you collected. And if you bump into somebody else's tail, then you die. So a so game that's been on mobile phones since the dawn of time before the iPhone and Android phones in, basically. Yep, yep. Pretty much exactly. Like it was that long ago. Uh, it actually. <laughs> I remember playing Snake I mean, on. Like, I mean, it's it's even me feel old. 
two <laughs> centimeter squared yeah. display with like <laughs> black and white, nothing at all. That's what I we're think. talking. We're talking like twenty years ago. <laughs> I've, I've literally not played a phone game that's better than that. So. <laughs> and I have a capable that's, Android. That's kind of that's kind of fair. <laughs> uh, so for a PS Vita, we have Downwell, which is uh, cross by with PS4. It's got 23 trophies of platinum and a 3.02 ratio. Uh, a lot of people like that one. Uh, apparently, a very obviously very difficult. I've I've heard horror stories about that. Yeah, three is quite a high ratio. Yes, three is very high. And then finally, you've got level 22 with 21 trophies, which are all bronze. And uh, 1.26 ratio. So I was just thinking to myself this, coming out of that segment, I would be surprised if not a single listener gets the uh, Assassin's Creed reference. Someone out there has got to be able to relate. There's... What, to the slapping? Yeah. <laughs> the the oh, slapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone well, out there I mean, listening must be thinking, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't do it, but it, it's easy enough to imagine. Kind of reminds. It reminded me of. Uh, was it? Gears two boosting where you, it, it was the king of the hill where people alternated yeah, stepping, stepping into the hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> You'd literally stand in a ring and the teams would alternate stepping in and out. Uh, in my mind, those two are like two of the examples of oh yeah, absolutely boosting pinnacle like gone so, so horribly right. Absolutely base. Oh, do, yeah, I'd yeah. love to go back in time to do to do that, but I would play no, you know if you want to you right foot in my right foot out in out in out you shake it all about and just play <laughs> that over the audio uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there must be a youtube video of that somewhere oh, yep. dear. so those those are your games for ps plus this month it is now time for popular trophies Oh no! Sound effect just died. It didn't don't, work. Don't tell. Just, just. End I it. mean, uh, well, everything went perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fail! Ah, oh, first of the month. That's what the problem is. Um, <laughs> welcome yeah. to the top of the trophy pops. The fifty most popular trophies this week on TrueTrophies.com dot com on August the first, twenty seventeen. First, mm-hmm. um. We have to say goodbye from the list. Orcs must die. Unchained. Unchained. Unche- yeah, unchained. Wow, <laughs> they they really went full, t- full total on that title. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, and I would say this week the Bandicoot strikes back again. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. We can't get rid of him. Um, I I say it's actually looking at it quite a quiet week. You think? Uh, look, looking yeah, at the numbers yeah. of wins, it seems everyone's a bit sleepy. I don't know. Is it? Uh, is it due to the beginning of the summer holidays? Everyone's on holiday. They didn't take the Vita with them. I, uh, they I can have take no their PlayStation idea. Four with them. I would. I take it with me into the um, plug it into the hotel room. Number of times I've sort of been yanking a TV away from the wall and then unplugging all the things and breaking the lock on there so I could get to the ports and, and plug stuff in. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Some, yeah, some of them they have like some weird contraption on the back, padlocked. So, that so you next week we'll have Ace. Or whatever. We'll have Ace <laughs> yeah. recording with us from prison. No, yeah. <laughs> no this was years, years ago. Years ago. Or, or the fun thing where they kind of like built... of limitations on these things. <laughs> the statute, <laughs> the statute the of limitations is quite short on these. 
Yeah, or, or they built the TV like into the wall or something. You've actually got to sort of try and stick your arm in this sort of empty space and try and find where yeah. where the uh, where the HDMI port is and plug a cable in, <laughs> and then remember to pack yeah. it all away again when you're done. When you go down to breakfast, so the um, cleaning lady doesn't find it. Wow, yeah, she just got a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you see, and with the remote play, yeah. Um, okay, so at spot number six. Um, it has plummeted, uh, but just clinging quite on. Hmm? I said quite a bit. Quite a bit, yes. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 12. <laughs> you, you, One, can two, you hear four, the cogs five, turning? Four, the, two, three, the, <laughs> the mental <laughs> calculating. Right, hang on, that's X. I, I, right. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> 12. Look, look, let's watch this. Hang on. One minute. Right, here we go. Get his calculator out. No, this is what we do. We go one, two. <laughs> there you go. From, Get rid of from that. that one, I know. <laughs> All right. Do it that way. There's only a cage. Um, at spot 20, Visions of the Dreamer, 147 wins, uh, plus five other trophies in the top 50. 147 so, wins even for last place. Yes. Yes, as we'll as we'll discover as we go up the chart, that's not too bad. It is a snoozy week. Everyone's asleep. Yep. Oh, it's At a close five. race. <laughs> Sorry. Or oh, it was just a close race. A uh, close. Well, except I, I feel yeah, some, like... except some weeks we have thousands of unlocks. You know. So <laughs> when you <clears throat> when you announce number five, I think I'm going to have a fight with the uh, the scorekeeper here. Go ahead, go ahead. Announce number five. What on earth is going on? Why is everything on pink? Um, is that you? Uh, okay, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> Number five, Crash Bandicoot Warped. Uh, in at spot 11, Penta's Revenge. Again, I think sounds like probably one of the last trophies. Uh, 142 wins plus not others. Hang on a minute, is that right? Hang on a minute, I say. Investigating. <laughs> <laughs> One moment, uh, typo. You know how he couldn't count to 12 a minute ago? It, now uh, 142 well. is higher than 147. I think, I think my my in be fired needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, so, so, okay. so the Zodiac Age was 148 wins. <laughs> and Warped was... Uh, 154 wins. Uh, yeah, 154, okay. That's correct that the wolf is legitimately fifth place <laughs> yes yes yes, yes. we got the positions right we might have just slightly typoed on the amount there <laughs> i think i forgot to update the numbers back on okay oh dear um yes okay quick one through these right um so yeah so that's that's up uh this week mm-hmm. up from uh six spot Yep, and it's actually the trophy was taking the scenic route. <clears throat> Sorry. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Breaking everything. <laughs> the the, uh, the boss man of the um, the trophy pops didn't check his. Uh... <laughs> uh, I, I did. I did encourage you to check if you remember. I, I, I did encourage. Did that. hear that? I must have missed that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine, it's fine. We'll move on. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get there. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I wonder if... Because um, we, we thought we might see more of the warped. And um, 
That's mm-hmm. the other thing yeah. last week. A progression we, from the first Crash game through. Yes, because we saw Crash yep. 1 crashing. <laughs> yes. Um, but mm, Warp seems to be sliding out of this, so I don't know. What does that mean at 5? People maybe not going the whole hog on 3, or maybe putting that one putting that one off for now? Perhaps. Knows, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. See, um, see if Warped Warps back mm-hmm. at uh, spot number four. Another uh, another excellent uh, game from Telltale, Game of Thrones, uh, through the night. Uh, one hundred sixty-two wins, uh, an increase, um, one trophy on plus twenty-nine others. So twenty twenty-nine thirty trophies out of the top fifty. It's obviously the bulk of the list, I'd say. It's um, still got a very strong position, which is surprising because Telltale games usually only last uh, about a week on BPS Plus. This has been in the chart until the new set of PS Plus games comes out. Mm-hmm. So well, and it's is... it's why I included the it's an increase of one because it was 161 wins last week. It's 162 wins this week, and it's the first trophy for. Completing chapter uh, one, episode one, or whatever. Oh, hmm. so, so more people started it this week than last week. Yeah, more people started it this week than last week. Mm. The show is definitely adding to that momentum, I think. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I yeah. It just goes to show it's good marketing to hit you know, multiple yeah. platforms or media forms at once. You know, mm-hmm. they, they should have they should have done Happy Meal toys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Kid friendly show, check. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um oh, I thought of something else. Uh, um <laughs> I can't think of anything else now. Um but yeah, um that could have been interesting, you know. I'm sure kids uh kids would love like a little kid I'm, I'm a, I'm or a axe that's that's totally happened though like a batman movie comes out and it's like pg-13 or rated r and they've got batman toys every film right and you're just like this is the movie where he killed people what what are you doing (laughs) no but they don't necessarily have to see the film as long as they take the plastic little man and go yeah exactly (laughs) is it me or is every film now pg-13 and a lot of them you think hang on a minute wait it's (laughs) It's 12A in our country, but um, yeah, that's what I meant. the so, yeah, design of that whole bracket is so that it's you have to be a minimum age to see it on your own, but parents can choose to take their kids. That's the whole point of the that age. <laughs> yeah, but there's a there's a huge lack of 15 rated games. I think since they started doing that. Yeah, because you just ended up with 14 year olds wanting to go and see it <laughs> or buy it. Mm. Uh, right, spot number three. New entry, not quite as um, high as perhaps we thought it would yeah. be, is Pyre, which I'm looking at the cliff notes here. We're going to be in for an awful lot of discussion about that from you two guys <laughs> later today Yep, <laughs> in the podcast. Um, but it's uh, it's a spot three, so it's quite high up the chart. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, it's, it's third in the chart, but it's also literally in, in spot number three. So mm-hmm. it's very tightly together at the top. Um, I want the umpire to check on these numbers as well. The, the reader. <laughs> these, these, these are good. These are solid. These, these, these uh, are good. Yeah, these are good. These are good. These are solid. Yeah. Can uh, I get a recount? 
it. <laughs> no, this isn't Florida. Right. Um, <laughs> the reader, 172 wins, um, but only one other trophy in the top 50. So. Yeah, that is weird. That That is quite weird, actually, isn't it? Um, so is it maybe a late bloomer? Will we, uh, when everyone gets back from holiday next week? Or that's maybe still maybe a bit well, too soon. One thing is that the reviews didn't come out until, I think it was literally the day before. So people, I mean, it's been a, a week. wary. But I, I would, the reviews are good. I think it's holding at 84 on Open Critic. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would have hoped for more than this, I suppose. Maybe it's really not broken out as much as we'd hoped. Um, yeah, this maybe, road, yeah. A bit niche. Well, a little mixture of, you know, late reviews, people a bit cautious, mm. is is holiday, people away. Yeah, may, maybe we'll see that um, pick up next week. Um, Although, knows? looking at my um, trophy list, or I can't make an explanation for the first trophy because that is basically automatic. But mm. whatever your second trophy is, it's not, there is no, like, automatic second trophy. Mm. My second, third, fourth, fifth, like, all of my trophies after that are ones that you get for doing quite something quite specific. So, mm. yeah, you wouldn't rack up a lot of trophies quickly in this game unless you're properly going for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, uh, spot number two. We have the one and only original Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, spot two. Uh, that's what those do. Crash Bandicoot one in place two. Yeah. Yep. Ah. I know. It's a bit crazy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Does that mean the second one's been kicked off? Yes. Uh, that's totally what it means. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, 174 wins plus six other trophies. So... And- Seven trophies out of fifty. I I love the we'll see that that is such a like PR type thing. <laughs> well, Maybe. is this character going to be in the game? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> non committal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the so thing that's is down. that um, the, in this case, Crash Bandicoot one has one hundred seventy four wins for its best trophy, and Pyre has a one hundred seventy two, beating mm-hmm. it by just two. I mean. Obviously, if you take out all the Mexican votes, Pyre would have won by a million. Yes, absolutely. Don't forget, the uh, Crash Bandicoot's got six <laughs> other trophies in the top 50 as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, this has got to be the longest, I think, we've had a game in the chart. But then, you know, odds well, were in his favour. He had three games. Yeah, it's it's been up there. I mean, for a month, right? I mean, it came out yeah. uh, July, uh, sorry, June 29th or something like that, June mm-hmm. 30th. So it's it's literally been in this chart since it came out, and it's just sticking in there. Again, there. Well, um, we'll be like, wow, look at that. It's finally gone out of the chart when it happens, yeah. I think. Um, Can't come soon. Maybe Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So no, no guesses for guessing what's uh, up from fourth. Striking back in first. Position is Crash Bandicoot 2. Cortex strikes back. There it is. Spot 1. A road less travelled. 180 wins. uh, Plus two other trophies. So, yeah, you can easily see there is not much separating um, the trophies together. Wins-wise, it's only um, 33 wins between them. Between the lowest and the highest one. 
Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the only thing really substantial in that is is the amount of trophies Game of Thrones has got. I would say it's yep. the largest portion of the of the chart. Um, but clearly, I mean that that probably gives an indication that yep, people are, are finishing off Crash Bandicoot and putting more attention into perhaps um, two. There's only mm-hmm. there's only three trophies though, so maybe they're making a start or maybe they're doing a little. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. Um, again, maybe the holiday is playing into that, but uh, yeah. it's uh, being that it's only 180 wins, and you know, uh, I mean, going back over the history, we we've seen, you know, two um, two thousand unlocks and things on on a brand new AA title coming out. We've certainly seen you know numbers near you know, 800 or so on a good week anyway. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, when when Crash Bandicoot Back, as you said, beginning of July, I don't know if that was that the first week or was it the second week? Oh, no, that was the first week. He started out strong with 2,788 wins, you know, so. It might be something funny. as trivial as, I don't know about you guys, but for us, like the uh, the eastern seaboard has had unusually temperate weather the past week. So it's actually been fairly nice and a lot of people have been going out and doing things. Yeah, the- there's a thing this, called the beach, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, sand, where, sea, sun. Whereas July... What is that? July and, coastline. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, July, for the most part, by contrast, had been sort of oppressively hot and humid for us. So it could just as well be something like that, too. You never know. Mm-hmm. In you know England, um, when the oppressive hot and humid... Uh, subsides, it just goes back to rainy most days. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's usually not a problem unless your aircon's broken. <laughs> um, so there we go. That's uh, top of the trophy pops this week. Um, I suppose no, no, no points for guessing that um, Crash Bandicoot's still going to be there next week. Um, be interesting to see whether. Yeah, interesting to see where the pie gets some traction. Interesting to see if Game of Thrones is still there, um, even though it's no longer a, a PS Plus uh, free title. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, Final Fantasy twelve—just <laughs> a, yeah. a flash in the pan, or could it make a resurgence? I think it's going to get knocked out. So it's going to say bye bye. Yep. Um, so the drop real quick. Uh, we've got Even Colony. Castle Storm VR edition, uh, Demetrios the Big Cynical Adventure. <laughs> the box art is great. It's it, there's a guy on the cover face palming. <laughs> oh wow, uh, we've got to get that one to number one then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Dino, uh, Dino Frontier, uh, Draw Fighters, Frisky Business. I thought already came out. Maybe it's a different edition or something. The Long Dark, Patapon remastered, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. And that's it. So Batapon's looking to be the strongest thing this week. And then There's obviously a big, the uh, game coming out on the eighth. Uh sure. Um It's a big episodic game. Oh, is it the Batman? It's Batman. Batman. Is it the Batman. Man of Bats? Yeah. Uh sorry, I had completely forgotten about that. Telltale um, Batman season two starts on so the eighth yeah, of August. I was like is it is it Tacoma? No, Tacoma's coming out tomorrow. Unfortunately, we're not getting it, but uh, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you've also got 
on the eighth, uh, Hellblade and Lawbreakers. Okay. So, ah. Well, that might be a little further up. Did you say that was on the ninth or the eighth? On the eighth. So a week from today for for Batman. Yep. Yep. That might be a little bit too soon for uh, yeah for the charts. charts. See. I think so, yeah, too. I, I don't think. I mean, we'll see how early it goes live. I mean, to it take a probably... peek from today, I think Patapon might make a appearance. I can't yeah. see much else that's kind of really, really standing out. Mm. Game of Thrones, I think, is probably going may, maybe go up again. Um, yeah. Do you know what? It's a shame. There's no sign of super hot though. VR yeah, or just... non. <laughs> just didn't happen. No. No. That's a shame. Yeah. Um and All if right. we're having a quick look for in the last month unsurprisingly, Crash Bandicoot one, Crash Bandicoot two, um Final Fantasy twelve, um a bit of Rocket League. Yeah. Yep. Um, Very briefly. That's that's about and Game of Thrones. So None, none, no surprises there, really. Um, looking at mm-hmm. over the last month. Yep, yep. All right. So moving on, it is. Uh, what, what have we been playing? Uh, what, what have you been playing, Prince? You, you've been certainly most quiet recently. Me. Ah, uh, I've yeah. finally been playing a game this week. Woo! Which is probably <laughs> why I um, I hurried to play it a lot this week. Yeah. Um. Because it's new and it's relevant. Um, yeah. That is the new game from Supergiant Games, which we talked about earlier. Um, Pyre. And again, this is from the makers of Bastion and Um mm-hmm. So their new game is keeping a lot of the things that made the early games great. The soundtrack is wonderful. It's kind of mystical. It's got a kind of like mix between magic and fantasy. The art yep. style is a beautiful hand-drawn kind. Of, well, I'm not sure it's hand-drawn. I mean, hand-drawn look. Um, Certainly, very colourful. Very yeah, the, a little bit surreal without being jagged. Yeah, it's a uh, the, the art is actually it's phenomenal. It's mm. might be it's probably my favorite part of the game. Actually, yeah. it's so <laughs> it's so sort of engaging that when I went from the first area, which was really beautiful to an area a little bit after that which is really oppressive um i'm kind of like already missing it i'm just like oh where's all the color gone now i want i want to go back to another beautiful area again um so it's got that and the gameplay again what there was they've kind of kept the theme in not doing the same gameplay every time um the combat has the same theme of being like top-down action in a way um Mm. but also very customizable and quite varied um, in a different way. In this game, it's more that you have a selection of characters that are fundamentally different. Then you can slightly alter them only. So Um, what's the basic gameplay of this one like? You have to describe it. So I would say the main, the core of the gameplay, it's kind of like a... um, I'm glad you asked. It's kind of like a a text-based adventure. So you're... Uh, yeah, Gang. I was get I was looking at these pictures and getting a bit of a Pokemon vibe out of it. Yeah, but well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I can see that. Um, you spend 
it's very hard to put into a trailer because of this text-based adventure. Yeah. Cool. But once you understand that's what it is, aside from the combat, I think then it makes sense. Yeah, I, I think maybe visual novel is a little bit more accurate. Yeah, well, not from from a Japanese standpoint, not at all. But like yeah. on a, a kind of Western understanding of it, possibly. Because um, yes. there is a lot of text and there are a few choices. Um, mm. But generally you're kind of... Um, yeah, I suppose you're following the story as it's told to you. And realistically, the the choices, at least so you know, early on, haven't been of too significant consequence. <laughs> the choices of consequence are more of the gameplay, like the overall gameplay, yes. rather than the text choices. Um, yep. yep. But the actual, I suppose, what makes it different from original novel is that a lot of the text, a lot of the... Um, yeah, a lot of the text comes from choosing to look at things, like go into your caravan and talk to someone that's sitting there, yep. rather than in a visual novel, it's kind of linear. Um, yep. So that's what makes it more like an adventure in that you are interacting with things. You're curious about things and you're learning about things. Um, there is a lot of lore in the game, which you can ignore, mm-hmm. um, but there is a lot if you'd like to get into it, um, which I yeah. think makes the world, again, quite fascinating, quite deep. They, I don't know how or why they do this huge world building, but they only make it for one game. It's so sad. Yeah. So, and it, go ahead. So it's, so it's not like your, your Telltale type of game. Is, is it more like your Heavy Rain or... No. Okay, no. Um, I mean, it, the, the elements he's talking about are very... Um, narrative even yes. more so than those like you're, you're really not controlling a whole lot in these instances um mostly you're just it's kind of like a text adventure that is taking place sort of aboard the normandy in mass effect where you kind of like a lot of the stuff you're doing is running around talking to your various people on board and getting backstory and stuff like mm, that yes. and then making some some smaller decisions about where you're going and things like that and then that's obviously contrasted by the other major gameplay element which is this sort of um competitive game that you're playing again uh, it's a 3v3 but you you're controlling a a team of three uh and it's sort of party based in that respect uh which would be sort of i guess the combat part of the game so, like, Squirtle, Charmeleon, and... <laughs> uh, not quite to, to that effect. It's not nearly that antagonistic. It's much more of, like, a team sport game than it is yeah. actually fighting, but it is very fast-paced, sort of. Uh, I think you do have to look at the um, combat segment as a sport, ultimately. It's uh, yeah. got, like a sport. You've got three... Um, players and you're trying to score in the goal of the other team behind their three players Um, and it's about you I mean it has a mechanic of passing the ball it has a mechanic of like tackling and Mm. um, attacking and well I suppose it's tackling but um, yeah things like that you've basically got to try and maneuver try and get somehow the ball past the other team. So it's kind of like basketball. I think probably the best comparison is basketball. Yeah, basketball if basketball was a little bit more physical. Mm. Um, and there are banishments, which is basically when you um, temporarily eliminate another player. And that you can make your advance either by trying to be fast and maneuver around the other team, or you can be aggressive and you can take your big hulking um, player and go and 
uh, eliminate the other team and use that opening to go and score quite a lot because the amount that you take from their goal is points. So roughly they have 100 and you, if you have a very small fast character you might take 20 but if you have a heavy slow character it might take 40 off. So it's different right. advantages. And- yeah, so and and it's a lot of, of balancing that like your big slow hulking character you can use to sort of sort of for court control, I mm. guess. Like you you kind of generally use them for, you know, controlling how the arena plays out. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously your your faster characters are kind of more, you know, they strike a little bit more and they they can, you know, jump over people a little bit better and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you know, there's a, a balance to being aggressive with your big person and trying to get, you know, more points off of the enemy's goal that way. And so it's got a lot that's going on. And so it's kind of intelligent the way it's designed and you, you have to play smart, but it's also very active and you can't just, you know, take all your time thinking about what you're going to do. You kind of have to just go for it and see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's really okay really complex in a really good way there's always different ways you can approach it and you can customize and play in different Mm -hmm. ways which i think is pretty incredible the more i think about it the more incredible it is yeah it's it does it's an interesting thing in that like if you are not the type that's going to be interested in the more uh adventure sort of aspect of it you can kind of breeze through that stuff pretty quickly um so you can get into the gameplay and you can make the game, it seems like, fairly easy if you want and kind of breeze through that too. So you can kind of get what you want out of the game. All right. Wow, it sounds like quite a mixture. I don't think there's any, any games that are taking those elements it's, together for quite a while. Yeah, I have to say it's it's one of the more unique games I've played. Yeah, um, sounds it. <laughs> I just yeah, remember what the name was of the game that I have been in my mind comparing it to. Like Oregon Trail. Um, the, the yeah. text-based adventure part of it is like that. You're trundling along and things are happening to you on your journey. Um, and then these combat sequences are kind of in a bubble on their own, separate from this slow trundling yeah, adventure where things happen. It's like, but it's like Oregon Trail if it was made today, because obviously all of the interactions between the various people in your caravan or whatever, that really didn't exist. So... Mm. Obviously, it's got those elements, but yeah, it does have a sort of, you know, I don't know, going out into the unknown and exploring a little bit and stuff yeah. like that. But it's not very gameplay; it's it's mm. much more story based. I suppose, like on a gameplay um, evaluation, the two halves are very very different. The combat is really fluidly animated and really like pretty and so mm. smooth, whereas the um, adventure is i mean actually when the cart is moving around it looks great it's It's kind of of cartoony (laughs) brilliant but when the actual dialogue is happening the characters are 100 percent still um Mm. they don't have any animations they don't blink i think it's just like you focus on the text um so they have i think deliberately gone that way of not making it a little bit there's a little bit showy because there's kind of animations in the background to show emotions but for the most part it's just focusing on the text. I think perhaps compare it to a Fire Emblem, where the like the dialogue in a Fire Emblem is it yes. kind of happens, um, like the interaction between characters. Yep, yep. Have to agree. Um, it, it it's a pretty good game so far. I haven't played nearly as much as you have. I've only played maybe three or four hours, mm-hmm. so I've enjoyed it 
quite a bit. And I do think it's very, it's already very interesting just messing around and figuring out this world. Mm. I, um, I finished the story, but I realized I've spent a lot of time talking about the setup so far because it's yeah. the first time we're talking about it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I would probably leave the story out of it for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's uh, it, it explains the entire thing to you in a. I mean, that's that's largely what it's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you you want to sort of figure out what the hell is going on. That's a large part of the fun, I think. I suppose I could comment for the sake of anyone who's. Um, considering buying it, basically, if that's the promise of what it is, then the consideration of how it like delivers on that promise, I would say it delivers quite well. If those are your expectations, mm-hmm. um, the yep. story is uh, it gets pretty, it goes somewhere, um, mm-hmm. and it lasts a fair while. Um, there are quite a lot of combat sequences, so you do get a good mix of both. Um, and in terms of the choices you make, they are fairly interesting. Uh, one of the things that really strikes me about the game, and you've probably experienced some of this as well, is the lore, the way that the there's this sort of um, sacred book. It's kind of like a scripture in the universe, and it refers to these um, like slightly deified characters called the scribes. Um, and it does, in a way, reflect on the Gospels of the Bible, and it kind of invokes that without being directly a parallel to it. It just kind of, it basically forms an interesting universe which relates to the one which we live in without directly, like it reflects on, but it doesn't fully inspire by the world we live in. So you can kind of take things from it to reflect on a lot of things. Maybe that's, I'm just getting too much into that aspect of things myself, but... Yeah, I think that the yeah. game is interesting to play as as you if you it's, are a person who thinks as you go through a journey, then I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting uh, game, and and it's the the writing is not gonna gonna be uh, a a weak part of that by any stretch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, so Ace, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Um. Uh, it's still kind oh, of rich, I guess, by comparison. Um, Resident Evil Five. I uh, uh, finished that one off. Last couple of chapters on veteran and pro with the horrible quick time events that I am just dreadful at. And on pro, it's very unforgiving, <laughs> very unforgiving. You got like half a second to press it, and if you don't, then you've had it. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've gone back to do a little bit of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, finished that one off. Speaking um, of slapping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I need to finish a lot of these off, collect, uh, get the uh, trophies and things in them and kind of, uh, I end up doing is starting all of them and then never finishing any of them. So other than the yeah. multiplayer, cause yeah, I've got all the multiplayer done just in case they ever did shut down anything. So, um. Yeah, sort of finishing off the stories in those, getting all the DLC bits, um, and that. So, um, working working my way slowly through that. Um, cool. Finishing off all my older games. Nothing too exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, nearly there. Um, it it also it also explains your egg reference earlier with the Resident Evil Five. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
For the record, I understood that. Reference. Yeah. Is it, the, minute yeah. You, the minute you start up Resident Evil 5, suddenly inundated with, can I have a rotten egg? Go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find your own. They're not hard. I don't think they're hard. I remember sort of getting thrown at you. Literally every spider or um, um, zombie magini or whatever. If they yeah. dropped one, it was more than likely it was, it was that they dropped. Um, so yeah. Uh, None of that, of course, helps you in the DLCs. I think the the worst bit is this um, Desperate Escape uh, yeah. or uh, Lost in Nightmares, which I think I, I moaned at length about last week, <laughs> didn't I? So I, w- I won't go back down there uh, again. But um, yeah, this week, <laughs> desperately trying to escape <laughs> all, yeah. all the trophies for this one. And... Um, uh, deciding whether or not to be mad and uh, do it again for PS4, just so that I've got it on my on my trophy thing. As I, I did enjoy it, it's just it's just a few bits that uh, are irritating, but most of the game's solid. Really, really enjoy a good old bit of Resident Agreed. and um, and six that I never really got into. I need to. I start. It's one of those things. You start, and because you haven't like finished the previous one, you kind of <laughs> don't do a lot of it. So I've got yeah. to got to. Got to get back to that and do that one. Yeah. So, um, cool. uh, and Assassin's Creed, I thought, ah, that that uh, that year break didn't last long. Out they come with another one. So I'm like, ah, I've got to, uh, got to finish yep. these. Gotta uh, catch I, up. Yeah. I, I, I've obviously done Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, all the way, absolutely everything to completion, all trophies that they did. Uh, but yeah, got to finish off the other one. So it's going to be probably going to be Brotherhood and Revelations and three. I yeah, for the next week or two. So sweet. I'll be murdering incessantly. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny when because um, when when you play these games, they, they they spend a lot of time gradually bringing you into it, showing you how to you know do all the actions and everything. What they fail to take into account is when <laughs> and <laughs> when you kind of yeah put it on the back burner, go and play something else, do whatever, and you come back to it months or <clears throat> years later. <laughs> And right. pick it up, and then you're like, "Oh God, was there a tutorial just to remind me?" And you you press start, and you go to <laughs> controls, and it it doesn't give you the layout. You're hoping for like a picture of the controller and the buttons to remind you, and it doesn't. It just says, "Yeah, no. Do you want do you want to invert the axis here?" And then, oh God. So then, previously on Assassin's Creed, yeah, and then you're there getting just beaten and stabbed, and you're like, "Ah, what have I got to counter?" And then you're like, "Do you hold do you hold the you know the left?" Uh, trigger or the left button or the right trigger the right button that, that. You know, hang on which one of these is it to target the guy right okay then untarget and oh dear it's like newbie all over again it's very embarrassing yeah. very embarrassing which is worse in the, in the modern age with streaming and recording and everything I'm sure that'd be quite funny mm. you know back yeah. back to the noob there you go I think I've just just invented a new um, YouTube uh, channel <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be me going back to my old games years later and then going, look at this, I've completely forgotten how to play it. <laughs> Over the course of the next hour, I shall try and relearn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's me. All right, and now it is time for trivia. Um, just, yep. So I've got some trivia for us this week. Trivia uh, and then the polls. After. Yep. The, the, the standings currently princes at three and aces at six. Can, can we make mine? 
Uh, asking for your half points and bonus points. <laughs> just, just make it thirty. Just put a zero, and zeros cost nothing, so you can just put one on for free. <laughs> yeah, it? with a decimal point before it. <laughs> oh, All right, so uh, it's another month, and so we get more free games. Which of these Ooh. games was among the very first batch of free games available through the PS Plus Instant Game Collection? Oh, oh. <laughs> was it Wipeout HD? Siphon Filter, Bloons, or Zen Pinball? Uh, mm. Right? I see that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did you say Bloons? Yeah, I, I thought you said Bloons. Say bloons. Is, that, is that a made-up game? No, that's a very real game. <laughs> okay. It's quite enough to choose from. It doesn't need to make it's some... A- <laughs> It's got thousands to choose from. It's a mm-hmm. it's a tower, it's a tower defense game. Oh right, okay. Made out of blue. Is it a PS Plus game? <laughs> well, wouldn't you like? Don't to laugh before you tell me. You've given it away. Yeah. This close to telling me. Oh, um, so we've got Wipeout HD, balloons, uh, and Zen Pinball, and, and Zen Pinball. Sorry, what was the other one? There was four, wasn't there? So it's Wipeout HD, Siphon Filter, Bloons, or Zen Pinball. Uh, it's diff- that's difficult. Um, I... It can't be... Oh, I don't... This is too difficult. Ace, go first. <laughs> you always make me go first. Uh, um... I'm pretty sure I wouldn't known if it was Wipeout HD. Kind of a bit of a... I quite like Wipeout. Um, Siphon Filter? I don't think so, because that, that was quite a big game. So, and I don't think they, they kind of started off with big games. Um, so I'm kind of leaning more towards the Pinball. And I've forgotten, the, I've forgotten again the fourth one. What was that one? Balloons. Oh yeah, that just sounds weird. Um... <laughs> I suppose it could have been balloons, couldn't it? Uh, I don't know. Tower defense or a pinball game? I yeah, I'm not going to think too highly of what the first ones were. I'm probably going to think it was just a pinball game they gave you free. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to side towards Ace to make things a bit more equal. But I I don't know if it was Wi-Fi HD because I bought Wi-Fi HD at launch in 2008, so I. Yeah, no idea. Um, I don't know if it was Siphon Filter, but wasn't that a PS One game? Um, but then again, I suppose they did have P- they did give PS One games back in those days. But that's why I'm going to lean with the last option. Um, I know that back in the early days of PS Plus, they gave a lot of not indie games, but like less than indie games, like like <laughs> wow, that's right, the, like the <laughs> PSP minis and the stuff that's yeah. like someone's made it in a weekend kind of games. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with that balloons because I just assumed that was within the budget. Uh, unfortunately, you're both wrong. It was Wipeout <laughs> HD. It was. was. Well, I it have was. my reason for not knowing that because oh. I, I already owned it. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, I so, got that straight away as well. Oh, there you go then. So the the first batch came out uh, on June 29th of 2010 and included Wipeout HD, Rallycross. 
Age of Zombies. I should have seven years ago. Seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're celebrating then, seven years of PS Plus now by raising the price by 20%. Mm. Um, I, it was it was actually fascinating listening to your reasoning because July 27th of 2010 was Siphon Filter. And then, let's see, <laughs> Zen, Zen Pinball was September 21st. Uh-huh. And then Balloons was October 19th. So all of these so, were, were plus They were all PS Plus then. Yeah, no, they they were all PS Plus games, but only the Wipeout HD was from the original batch. I should have known that because actually um, I remember when they had the outage, which we don't speak of now. Um, mm-hmm. Forget about, forget the well, outage, never mind. Um, mm-hmm. When they had the incident <laughs> and they wanted to give away some free games because they were nice, um, yeah. Little Big Planet and Wipeout HD, I think, were the two choices. So I think... I don't um, remember it being Wipeout HD. Remember. I remember Little Big Planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it yeah. Little Big and Wipeout HD? And there was some uh, unless, some... like, like you said, we just automatically discount it because we already bought that, so we just got yeah, a, I think I a, got mem- a memory issue. blank because it was yeah. like I've bought that, you know, just didn't yeah, didn't register, yep. hmm. done it. Oh. So, um, so Zen Pimple was a was a PS Plus game. How close? <laughs> yeah, so... Which which one of us was closest? What did which did you pick? Um, uh, which, which, you pick which one was closest? He did which was actually the furthest out. Oh. Hey, so there you go. Do I get half a point that, that to quote answer, Prince? <laughs> no, that was the best answer. Yeah, so that answer's worth four points. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean? It's further away. How's that a better answer? <laughs> yeah, so it's four times as good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, the logic. Yeah. No, I, I just, I just loved all the arguments because all of them came out to PS Plus in a relatively short period of time. Yeah. So it's we like, did oh, reason well, that all of them couldn't could, be in Plus games. Yeah, they they all were PS Plus games, even yeah. though you oh, couldn't could have been that or it was unlikely that it was that, but no, they they were all there. <laughs> all right, yeah. so, that just makes, sorry, it just makes us look like idiots now, doesn't it? So, <laughs> like, no, we were we were sage because we knew that all of. But just to linger on the um, PlayStation Work on Back program, it was List Big Planet, Wi-Fi HD, and Fury in America, um, and Superstar HD, Infamous, and Dead Nation. Quite a good selection of games, actually. Super Stardust HD, yeah. That rings yeah. a bell. All right. uh, that was the first game with trophies, wasn't it? Yes, no, it was. Not, we're not going was. back. Ah, see, that should have been the question, damn it. We've <laughs> uh, <yeah, laughs> had that question before. Oh, we, we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, good job. Good memory. It was uh, the fourth question. We Can we have that as the question next week? Because I have a feeling I'm going to win that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So with uh, trivia out of the way, let's. Uh, we, we've got our poll results from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we ended up asking which PS4 feature would you most like to see uh, from the upcoming 5.0 update? It so, transforms into a toaster. Yep. Yeah, so the <laughs> the options the options were change username. Uh, PS4 trophy progress tracking, view your store wish list on your PS4, uh, automatic trophy syncing, or other. Uh, yep. So it was coming in number one with 52% of the vote was PS4 trophy progress tracking, which um, is something that I'm not really surprised by because the Xbox One has it, if I'm not mistaken, with the achievement. Say, yeah. That's that's where people are getting it from, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I love that idea. Like put that idea in their heads. 
Because some, some things are like the when it the trophy is ambiguous, at least that way you have some way that you might be able to figure out like the criteria for it, you know, and especially make sure that it's tracking properly. Like it should be. Yeah, it's nice to see it sort of count up yeah. so you know, ah, I've got this right now. Yeah. yeah. Although there's there's still so many trophies or achievements that are still just it just shoots mm-hmm. straight from zero to one and done, isn't it? So it doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't always help. And um, to be fair, some games are rather good. The developers take the time to put put their own tracking in the game, which is always yeah. a nice to see. It's I was always nice say, when I they do that. I would rather we go back to that, like the. Um, but you can't. You like can't trust Gears every War two and Uncharted days where you would have the tracking game. But you can't always trust every developer is going to do that, though, can you? Whereas if yeah. it's a system-wide setting, then that's... Yeah, but that's they should. It provides, it provides some level of basis, at least if it's on the uh, part of the system. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Coming, so tied for second uh, with, with 19% was uh, automatic trophy syncing and change username. I have uh, heard rumors that automatic trophy syncing is live. I've but seen I it. Actually, I'm sure that's snuck in like the last update I or so because I think it is. Yeah, I I sound like oh that was already there. I didn't have to sync it. That's weird. But how often? Yeah, because I noticed I noticed it with the um with the alphabet challenge. I think like I think at one point like I I had gone to bed and I forgot to you know sync my trophies or whatever, and I popped open the thing and it would like had already updated. So mm. yeah. Which is good in a way, but then also bad in another, isn't it? Because yeah. um, some people sort of protected themselves from, uh, you know, if they accidentally went into a bad lobby and someone else triggered a load of trophies, then they could just quit, clear their account on their PlayStation, um, create it again, resync down um, from the cloud, what? and none of that happened, and avoid, you know, messing up your profile. <laughs> you avoid. Talking? You're talking about like. A one in a million situation. Yeah, just a little bit. Not that. No, I mean, do you think like GTA and Call of Duty and that? It's happened to people and they've been glad to be able to avoid, you know, permanent, not not through their own fault. Yeah, permanent repercussions that not through their fault. I'm scared to play either of those games. I've got World of War. It's still in the box. I don't dare play it. Have a little foresight and just don't play those games. Well, yeah. Uh, and then finally, rounding out the bottom, uh, view your store wish list on your PS4 and other were 5%, but we did not really get so much clarification on what people meant by other. Mm-hmm. So, even though I. Sp- for view store wish list on your PS4, the reason being um, because I've recently discovered that if you look at your wish list on the mobile app, mm-hmm. you. Get, when you've got pre-orders in your wish list, you get told how many days it is until it releases, which oh. I think is fantastic because that actually doesn't happen on the web version. Yeah. Um, so for one, the web version needs update, but yeah. two, if that happened on the console, then you could have like, say, you've got Batman season uh, Telltale, you've got Uncharted, Lost Legacy, Life is Strange, Agents of Mayhem, like all these games coming up, and you want to know which ones first and how long they are until they come out. Mm. That you should have that on your console, you know. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. But now uh, I've just planted the idea of something that we're not getting, so enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so oh, we they're did... always doing store updates. It, it could happen, couldn't it? 
Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's the part that should get updated most frequently because it's the part that makes the most money. Mm. <laughs> you know? But. Yeah, I mean, anything that allows you to keep a close eye on and, and jump into and buy things and maximize um, sales or sales of sales, mm. then, uh, yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they would get around to that. I mean, it's just one of those things that, like, if there's any reason why this stuff doesn't get updated as frequently as it should, it's because it's really hard to track the sales you're not making. Mm. So, mm. anyways, so we did get a couple of comments. Um, so, Teresia said, the, the feature I'd like to see most is the ability to buy games through the PSN for other players as gifts. Even if you if it's by this game for a code you send to them, or maybe a digital gift certificate generated and sent through messages. Uh, other features would include viewing store wish list and those of friends, or maybe just those who you shared the true name with, and then uh, and the ability to purchase games you have added to your library through Plus for when your subscription expires. Hmm. There's two in there. The one being the. Um, giftable games like on Steam, which although mm-hmm. that has been getting a bit of an unwind lately, I hear. Um, yeah. And the other being the um, the ability to permanently buy PlayStation Plus games, so that when your sub runs out, you don't need to mm-hmm. sub again. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I guess yeah. that that's another one from Microsoft, isn't it? Because they they do this Game Pass thing, isn't it? Where you get access to games, but then you can also choose to buy them, can't you? So mm-hmm. when you yeah, it's yeah. your game plus, yeah. So it's another. I think the idea has been lingering ever since people realised on PlayStation Plus you've got, say, a month of plus, but then the sale comes on during that month, then you can't buy right. it. Right. So exactly. I, I have a question because since it started, I, I've had it and I've never never missed a month or thought about stopping it, although with the current price hikes. Um, mm. But if you maybe a payment didn't go through you know paying it by credit card and it went wrong one month or mm-hmm. or you just forgot to you know if pay if you were buying it individually or whatever if you lose your plus and go back down to a normal account but then you repay it again and come back on do you still have access to all the games yep. that you had before or now it resets you back to start yeah no it everything reactivates if you everything do that reactivates okay yep. Good. So. Yeah, so you don't you don't lose that. Um, so that is definitely, a, and it. I don't want to say an advantage, but that that is a thing. You you don't lose that stuff if you lapse your subscription. Um, and then there was uh, one other comment that I thought was uh, particularly important. Hyed said, "Sorry, I'm confused. Help a brother out because I've been telling people that you can subscribe on the website and it'll." tell you when an episode goes live and it turns out that i don't think that's actually true anymore it was there i do remember it was there but for some reason it's gone mm. it's so gone? i'm sorry i've been lying to you <laughs> uh, so yeah we we try to keep it weekly um you can subscribe all over the place um it, if you subscribe on youtube obviously that'll pop up because we do post that to youtube um there is on the podcast feed on the site on the right side it gives you the uh, iTunes link, and it gives you an uh, RSS feed, so you can use that on whatever feed thing you want to use it on. And then, obviously, we've got the the Google Play that you can do it that way too. So you can use any of those methods. Uh, it's going to be the easiest. Um, obviously, we like I said, we try to 
Keep It Weekly, we've had a little bit of an issue with it lately, but it should generally go up Wednesday or Thursday each week. So mm-hmm. at least that way you can have it in your thought, your head, you know, when you pop onto the site, you can check it out. I think I think you can. So you you go to the two trophies, you pick the most recent podcast episode, and then after you've done reading Brandon's wonderful intro and a poll if there's one there, and you've listened to the embedded podcast, just underneath that, before the comments, they've got these wonderful little tags. And they usually say, like, podcast, PlayStation VR, PlayStation 4. You click on the podcast one, then you get a list of all the podcasts in this Nice organized ah, list there. He's found and then it. on the right-hand side, it says Category News Subscriptions. And you just click on the link there to subscribe, and then you'll get a uh, alert, well, depending on what your site settings are, hopefully get an alert either via email or in your uh, instant messages to say a podcast item has been posted. Don't uh-huh. remember to tab, tab it podcast, <laughs> which, we, which yeah. we, we have been doing, I think. Uh, and it looks like we've retroactively gone back and done all the old ones, although... Some of them say site news when it used to be that, but yeah, that's that's how you do it on the site. All right, well, at least at least yeah. that because I I was having trouble finding that. So yeah, that's that's it. He's found it in one. Good yep. Job. Okay, so I wasn't lying. <laughs> I totally I totally knew that all along, and yeah. So follow those steps if you want to enroll on the site and be updated that way. That's good, but we do need to get it back to a more visible place. Yeah, I agree. It used to be that uh, you got a little notification thing at the top, and uh, I don't know why we stopped doing it. Mm. Uh, we, you know, obviously we don't want to be annoying about it, but yeah. we we should have a much better way of conveying, hey, there's this thing that you want. Well, so, that same uh, new subscriptions button should be on the podcast page itself. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'll uh, see if I can't figure out a link maybe that I can put in there or something so you can actually subscribe that way. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, But no promises because I don't know how well that'll work. Um, But anyways, for now, until we figure that out, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I already went over the subscribing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You can follow us at True Trophies on Megabrand Zero. Uh, You can follow Ace at AceOlamaCloud. If you have any questions or comments or whatever, you can always PM me on the site. Uh, I'm Extreme Phobia on the site. Um, and you can just message me that way if you have any questions or any suggestions or anything like that. Um, thanks for joining us and have fun. We'll see you soon. Bye. See you around. See ya.